Well, good afternoon, Samuel. We are back after the after a week off, and um, I'm still a little bit excited about our discussion from last week because we are on the uh, the commandment: "Thou shalt not commit adultery." That's right. And we were looking at the synergy between idolatry and adultery. Yes. And you had. Um, you had written, read a, uh, an Old Testament passage that, that really described um, that God, God looked at Israel, how God looked at Israel, and mm. he described it in very intimate terms and then described how Israel had taken the beauty that God had given her mm. and had gone and given it to the other nations yes. and, and worshipped other people. And yeah. so in that sense, they had become, they had prostituted themselves to mm. other gods mm. and they had committed adultery, mm. even though it was also idolatry. Yeah. And so we, we had sort of started talking about that um, and, and seeing there's a synergy between the two. They're sort of parallel, concurrent. Yes. What, what, yeah. Even though they can have separate contexts yep. in or separate meanings in other contexts. Mm. In this particular context, they're fairly well intertwined. That's right. And um, and so we need to we need to see that uh, that the adultery that happens in this commandment um, is also idolatry. That's right. Because it affects our worship mm. of God as well. That's right. So uh, as we were looking at uh, last time, sexuality is sacred. Yeah. Uh, because to engage in it out of its proper context is desacralize not only the act, it desacralize the human being. See, the commandment on uh, do not commit uh, uh, murder, it's because man was made in the image of God. Yeah. Now, the commandment about do not commit adultery, it desacralized the image of God. And so, in that sense, I was saying that the the image, because I, I uh, you know, worship is the real deal, and uh, sexual intimacy is the image of worship. That's why the, God uses it as an image when Israel went to worship other gods and you've committed, committed adultery or prostitution. It's because of the exclusivity of who is to be engaged in that particular act. Mm. In worship, we engage God and God alone. There is actually, to be on, honest with you, there is nothing called worship of other gods because we can't worship other gods. It's like doing the idiot. Like um, when I was explaining uh, commandment number two, there shall not be to you. Uh, the commandment I, is I am the Lord your God. Yeah. And commandment number two, there shall not be to, to you the God of others. Mm. It means others go and take created things, like things that can't be God. And then start to engage in worship of that thing. It's idiocy. It's mm. basically, it, they lost their mind. Yep. Don't be like them. Because you know the true God. Why would you go and do the stupidity that the other nations do, right? Yep. Like yep. they take a, a, a child and put in the hand of a molten metal that they have themselves put Designed, together. Yes. And then they start to sing praise to this mother. What idiocy is that? Yeah. So in other words, to worship other God is a misnomer. It's, a, it's an idi idiotic thing. In the same way, to engage sexually outside one, or one, one's own uh, marriage is because this sacred act can only happen in a context of one person to the exclusion of others. That's actually even our language in the marriage vow. It says, yes. to the exclusion of others. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that's what you get. The worship is to God, to the exclusion of nothing else. Nothing else fits the category of engaging to that level. Yeah. In, in, a, in a sexual uh, context, no one else 
basically qualified to be in that particular category. You holiest of all can only be open uh, to be engaged with only by with one person, the person that you're wedded to. Yeah. And if you're a woman, the man you're wedded to. Yeah. If you're a man, the woman you're wedded to. Let that be clear. The biblical language is very clear. Man and woman, that's it. Yeah. And so this is why the commandment engages the engagement of men who are married because there is no sex before marriage. It's not a contact, contact. It's, it's, it's not even a concept. Yeah. Like we've got it now. It's actually a deviation. Yes. There's no such a thing as sex before marriage. Mm. Sex is only in marriage and that's it. That's it. Yeah. So in that sense, you can see why engaging in uh, sexuality outside one's own marriage is desacralizing, you know, the, uh, this, this, that which is holy and desacralizing the person at the same time. Yeah. So having said that, so we've looked at the uh, two fundamental purposes. Uh, purpose number one, Echad, we said it last week. Mm. Purpose number two, worship, yeah. because that's the image. Purpose number three of sexuality is the enjoyment, the pleasure. God created sexuality for the pleasure of the couple. Mm. Yeah. All right? And because very often, unfortunately, you've heard... You know, uh, many Christians, they go, what was sex for? For procreation. Well, okay, and that's all. That's as far as they go. It lacks depth. Because what? You mean once people have stopped procreating, they can't engage in sexuality anymore, but the purpose is done. Mm. Well, no. Well, because if you notice, human beings, all the other animals, they engage sexually when they're on heat. Yes. The heat happens around procreation. Mm. When they're ready for child bearing. Mm. No child, but you know, whatever, you know, uh, uh, the whatever there's descendants, you yeah. know. Um, but with human beings, it's not that. Because human beings can engage sexually, even when it was not the fertile period. And after menopause, uh, you know, women we can continue to enjoy sex. Why? Because the third purpose of sexuality is actually enjoyment. It is the reason, it's the pleasure pleasure uh it is uh, and that, that's what our culture is really built the identity the purpose of sexuality only on that one mm. well yeah your progression comes uh, you know but it's it's a sideshow you know it's like this is why you know the perversion we see is because everything that gives enjoyment in that that area that's it it's called sexuality now yes well it's not no it's sexual immorality. It's a misuse of sexuality. It's not sex. Sexuality is between men and women in a context of marriage for these purposes. Number one, it is the echad. That's why you don't just do it with this one, that one, that one, that one. You can't have a echad with all so many people. Echad in this context is one. The two shall become one flesh. Number two, it's the worship. It's the image of worship. Therefore, it's sacred. Number three, it's for pleasure. What, what, what biblical text have I got? Um, I, I have got some biblical text that you can look at. Uh, let's start with you know, something very simple. Uh, you know, Proverbs chapter uh, 5, verse 18. Proverbs 5, verse 18. May your fountain be blessed and may you enjoy the wife of your youth. 
I mean, you can understand because of the cultural uh, language within which it was written, as though it simply says that it's the man who's supposed to enjoy the wife. No, no. Uh, you know, it's like when they say God is a f- the father, or the Bible uses the pronoun like he. Uh, you know, you know, we are sons of God. It doesn't mean that women are discarded. No. No, it's because that is sort of the, it's like the, the, uh, the, the royal we or the royal you. You know, it includes, when they say sons, it means and daughters. Mm. So when it says, you know, may your fountain be blessed and may you enjoy the wife of your youth, it means maybe you enjoy the husband of your youth. Mm. So it goes both ways in that sense. So it is this enjoyment Mm. of the fountains, you know. Um, But here's here's another text, uh, which churches don't teach on or use this text to teach very much. Whenever they start to talk about this particular book, they skim around and they try oh, they start squirming. Songs of Solomon, <laughs> right? Yeah. Is it because we haven't talked about enjoying sexuality much? No, I know. Mm-hmm. Just from verse 1, you know, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. Mm-hmm. For your love is more delightful than wine. This is a woman talking. Mm. Pleasing is the fragrance of a perfume. Your name is like perfume poured out. No wonder the young women love you. You know, take me away with you. Let us hurry. Let the king bring me into his chambers. We rejoiced and delighted in you. We will praise your love more than wine. You know, how right they are to adore you. You know, you've got this language of enjoy the sexuality. This is within the context where it must be enjoyed. You know, I wanted to pause here and make the point that anybody who engages in sexuality for self-centered, me, uh, you know, me, 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 and doesn't reverence the person they enter sexuality, they have not in, actually engaged sexuality in a godly manner. No. Sexuality is the only place where basically the reverence of God is, uh, so you enter with reverence of the person you're engaging with, and it's your spouse. And so you, you seek to extol them. So the woman extols a man, the man, the man extols a woman. It's the giving of one to the other. So when the person goes in there to get their pleasure at the expense of the other, they have desacralized sexuality. Yeah. Self-centeredness has no place in sexuality. But that's what the world is. That's it's right. Self-centered. It's that's all about right. me. That's know, right. iPhone. iPhone. I, I know people who are married. <laughs> I, 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 I. People who are married and yeah. engage sexuality with the intention of getting pleasure for themselves. Yes. No, it's to get to get give pleasure to the other. That's why you engage. Mm-hmm. It's sexuality is the main and expression of love to get the other to the exaltation. You see what I mean? Yeah. So third purpose is pleasure. Mm. And fourth and last purpose uh, of sexuality is procreation. Now, I don't have to explain this much, but this is the one that is actually naturally true right there. Any other union that does not do this, he's not sacred. Any other human union that doesn't do this. So the only union that does this is a union between a man and a woman. Mm -hmm. And this union can only happen, biblically, within the context of marriage. Yeah. So you can see the boundary is so clearly defined yeah. that the people that the commandment was being expressed to knew where the boundary was. Mm. They were not confused like us today. We've redefined marriage. We're trying to redefine everything. Yeah. We're confused. Yeah. So this is why God didn't have to say much. Yeah. You shall not use sexuality outside the context of a man and woman married. Clear, simple. Yeah. 
All right. Well, we'll continue with this conversation after this uh, song on Life FM. This ain't a song about chains Cause my chains are gone This ain't a song about the past Cause I'm moving on No more songs about guilty With words like regret Every melody sounding like mercy instead This ain't a song about chains No, my chains are gone I found my freedom in you When I found my beginning that has no ending Found that second chance You're listening to 105.1 Life FM, Bendigo's Positive Choice. And Samuel, we're still uh, talking about thou shalt not commit adultery as That's part right. of our discussion. Mm. And we were talking about the, the fourth uh, aspect of, um, of the union between a man and a woman, and mm-hmm. that is to do with procreation. And it's interesting, isn't it, because uh, we, we talked about the um, it's all about me sort of thing. And, uh, and because people are seeking pleasure, um, I mean, sex was designed, that intimate act was designed 
to create children as, as part of you know, yeah, the part of the four. Yeah, so, so, so remember, it's always going to be a side effect of sex. I've put I've put the, the that, that 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 one num- number four. Yeah, because I wanted to start there because it's a bit to demarcate from what the church has taught. The church has basically hammered in people's heads procreation, yeah. procreation, procreation. So they've basically done done a half back job, yeah. which is, in my view. It is actually what is all the sexual revolution and so on and so forth. The failure of the church to be able to teach on sexuality properly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Okay. Well, go, we've go got, ahead. well we've got ourselves into a, a, a point now where where society to um, to bypass uh, the side effect of having sex. Where it's we no now, side effect. It's <laughs> one of the purposes. <laughs> I know, but, but you know, it's a it's side the effect. It's consequence of the, that you can't sometimes control. It happens. Yeah. It's a good consequence, but it happens. It, it happens, mm-hmm. and so people uh, people stop that. By uh, women can take the pill, um, men can use you know condoms and other things, mm-hmm. um, and then if you make a mistake, or so they say, a mistake, uh, then you have the option to kill the child. Yes, and to so get go back rid to of breaking the form get rid of, of the problem, so that the eye stays intact, and we haven't got a consequence for our sin that's staring us in the face in one sense. Um, which I mean, as we know, children are a gift from God, and mm. and. Um, and every life is precious. So all of those things. See, there's always a consequence to sin. This is what, what I, I don't think people maybe look at, though, those that aren't really focused on, on the will of God. But there's a consequence for sin. And so if they're acting outside of the boundaries that God has set, then something happens and they have to sin to sort of make it right. But the sin compounds the sin compounds That's the sin. And, sin and compounds sin. Yeah, and it, and it just becomes this rock in the middle of your heart. That's right. And I know that there are many women that have gone through this particular process and they still, in their mind, see an image yeah. of the child they would have born and what would have happened in the life of that child. That's and right. so it's not something that you can just dispose of. No. Uh, you can throw in the rubbish bin and forget about it because it is so... Um, it has, it has penetrated your spirit and your soul. Not is isn't just the physical act as we were talking That's about right. last week. Um, what happens to the body in the context of sexuality is something that happens to our spirit and our soul as well. That's so right. we carry the weight of all of that, regardless of whether or not we think, ah, oh, it's okay, I'll just take the morning after pill or I'll just have an abortion or whatever it is. That's right. Um, and, I th- and I think the grief that we have in society and how people are, uh, constantly looking for ways to um, make themselves forget all this sort of stuff yes. has now led us down this path where, as we were, we're going to talk about, there are so many other deviations yeah. that have happened, which is a consequence of the original sin That's that right. we stayed, we strayed That's outside right. of the boundaries of That's what God right. set us. That's right. So uh, you, you violated it very well. I, I was saying last week that when we get to the procreation bit, you find out that when basically... When the uh, engagement happened between a man and woman, uh, and when procreation happened, you know, there is no point at which I think there was a debate in the church to when does the soul enter the, you know, the body, uh, you know, as though, you know, the child is conceived, the Catholic Church started that, that particular discussion, but it wasn't, wasn't as biblical because some of the people who have argued for abortion uh, were thinking, well, you know, uh, it's only a body there, there's no soul, no way, look. There is no point at which there is no life. There is no biblical uh, justifiable text or reason that says that the soul enters 
uh, you know, human bodies, as though God creates souls all separate from uh, from from uh, from the body that is created within the sexual act, then then that soul comes and enters the body at some later date. No, at the moment of conception, the fle- the the body is created. And so is the soul and the spirit of the man. Guess what? Because the human being that is from whose union uh, the, the child is, 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 is coming is a spirit, soul, and body. Because I, I believe in tri- man is tripart. Mm-hmm. There are people who are dualists that they think there's only soul and body, which is fine. But it means soul and body. They think soul and spirit are just interchangeable. Yeah. So soul and spirit, soul and body come together at that moment. Mm. And so, if I'm a tripart, uh, you know, I believe in men being tri- tripart, tripartite. So, spirit, soul, and body come into being, into existence at that moment. God is not recreating right now. He, he created man. When you read uh, the union, the Bible says Adam knew his wife. This is Genesis. Yeah. Adam knew his wife and she, she conceived and she gave birth to her firstborn. He said, I have given birth to a human with the help of God. Mm. So in other words, God set the process. And by this process, I have literally, Adam looked at Cain and said, I have created another me right here. Yeah. I have created another me. Mm. So, but let me, let me address the, the point you were making, which is that, you know, let's say the morning after pill or, you know, the pill to try to, it, it was the pursuit of pleasure. Now, it is okay for a couple to, when they're married, within marriage, to have sexuality, not only just during the woman fertile period, which we know, you know, generally it is, you know, the 14th day of the month, the middle of the month is a time where actually the ovum is released. But so the, the man's seed can survive up to 72 hours. Uh, 72 hours, so which means if the interaction had happened before the 14th day, let's say from let's say the 12th or the 11th day, so the seed of the man could still be capable of fertilizing the egg when the egg is released on the 14th day. Mm-hmm. And the egg basically does survive for seven, uh, 72 hours as well. So between, so you've got a window of about seven days here in the middle of the cycle. Um, that's if you look at the standards. I'm not a, a medical doctor, but this is just a sort of general body of knowledge. Yeah. I'm a theologian, so, <laughs> but you know, no, but I can concur with yes. You've got a seven-day window here, yeah. where if this sexual interaction happens, where the, the conception can happen, right? Yeah. And so outside that window, uh, you know, the woman is not fertile. It's not a fertile period, uh, and so on and so forth. So, but the, the two can continue to engage sexually. So if they engage sexually for the sake of unity, a heart, for the sake of worship, and for the sake of pleasure. Yeah. Okay, and that's totally fine. But if they engage in that window, and a child is brought into being, into the world, the child is not a problem. The child is a blessing Absolutely, of God. Yes. If you didn't want, I, mean, I, don't, I don't actually believe in the concept of unwanted children, because if it says wanted children implies unwanted children. Mm-hmm. If the child happen is is it's like the, if the pleasure happened when you engage, you're not going to deny the pleasure. So the child happened, the child is being made, an image of God is being brought into being because of your union. You celebrate it. Behold, children are blessings from God. Mm-hmm. If you, it's okay to plan. If you want to engage without having a child, yes, you engage outside the window. Yes, exactly. Because when you start to use the pill, you are terminating 
the life of a human being. So you've gone back and committed. You say, oh, Pastor, what do you mean? People shouldn't use pill. Yes, why do you need to use pill? You've got a brain in your mind. Can you engage sex? Oh, but in case we engage and then the child came. Well, when the child came, the child is come into the world as a blessing of God. Yeah. And that so, child has a purpose. That's right. That's if you're right. going to be responsible, then engage outside this window. If you're married. Yeah. The, 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 the thing with the, the, the pill which it's, it's, it's a tragic thing because the church then got, in, got introducing it. You know, uh, people went the way of the world. The, world, the pill was introduced so people can, you know, go and engage with mistresses outside. And, and so there'd be no cause because if you went and engaged with someone else who's not your spouse and then there's a, a pregnancy, what are you going to do? Now your sins are going to come to light. See, it's mm. always been the nature of men to try to hide their sins. Yeah. David went and engaged with Bathsheba. Yes. You're thinking, well, we did it just between the two of us. Nobody will ever know. That's it, done, right? And then until a child showed up, now he's like, ooh, how am I going to hide this? Because the pregnancy is going to continue to show up, right? Mm-hmm. And so guess what? From there, the scene of murder followed. Yeah. Now, at this point, David didn't have the means to murder the child. If he did, he would. If there was the abortion, David would have committed one. Mm-hmm. But he thought, hmm, Maybe if I lie and get Uriah to come back and sleep with her, I can at least go hide the scene by the fact that the child will be considered Uriah's child. And Uriah never engaged his wife because like, I can't do that. My friends are dying at war. No, I'm not doing that. And David's like, oh, I couldn't hide that. So well, the, the, the other way of hiding is kill Uriah, murder. Mm. So got to be very, very careful. Um, uh, you know, when, when, when looking into, uh, into this particular uh, space. So uh, what am I therefore saying? That human beings are procreated as a consequence of this sexual union, which must happen only between a man and woman in a bond of marriage. Yeah. And when they're created, it's the safest place. Like think about this human being that is procreated is defenseless, yeah. is innocent. Yeah. And yet, the people who have basically procreated them, they're going to basically go and terminate, kill a life of a defenseless, innocent human being. Yeah. Basically, abortion kills yeah, that's right. a defenseless, yeah. innocent human being. Now, mm. let, me, let me make the point. The child is not losing anything. The child goes back to God. Yeah. But a sin of murder has been committed. Yes. So the people who are in a, in a uh, married relationship who do that, they've committed one sin, the sin of murder, which is serious. Yeah. Right? But the people who are not married, then they've committed the sin of adultery and murder. Yeah. And that is serious. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, we will have a little closer look at that uh, when we come back after this song on Life FM. Let the whole world see the great 
You're listening to 105.1 Life FM, Bendigo's Positive Choice. And uh, Samuel, we were saying that, um, or you were saying, uh, you know, one sin compounds. One sin creates another sin, creates another sin, and it snowballs. That's right. Um, we now, we, we understand that uh, there's a whole range of deviations, as you were saying before. Yes. Um, sexual sin that is listed in the Bible, mm. uh, that God is very adamant about yes. that people that um, partake and participate in these sorts of sins will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's right. And we know that that has been a little bit of a controversial issue mm. because poor old Israel Folau lost his job and, and a lot of people lose their jobs for yes. posting on their social media direct quotes from the Bible, That's which right. is the book of God. Um, and, and you could now, you know, lose your job, lose... Uh, be cancelled in culture because you have a faith um, in a God who created the world and created boundaries for us to live by that are the best way that we can live our life that's right in in this mortal sense that's right and uh, and so you know we need to reclaim this ground because this is the ground we've given up that's right we live in the truth and we don't have um, a God who, that there is no consequences. That's right. People that worship other things, yes. there's no consequence because those things aren't real. That's right. Those things can't actually meter out a punishment. That's right. Whereas God will meter out a punishment that's for right. those that sin. Mm. Uh, and that's why we've, we've been looking at the relevance of the Ten Commandments. Yes. Um, because those sins, those commandments are still relevant today mm. and there is a consequence for not following God's law mm. and that will be eternity separated from God in mm-hmm. a place that we call hell. Yeah. And the Bible is very clear. So for people to constantly stand up there and pontificate about how, you know, that this is no longer relevant is totally untrue. That's right. Because it hasn't changed. God doesn't change. His word hasn't changed. 
The consequences haven't changed. That's right. We're just trying to pretend that it's not going to happen. That's right. We're living in a false economy. That's right. That's, that's a false economy. Yeah. You'll find out that, as I was saying, the Ten Commandments establishes the solid base. They don't... You see, they, they're called the Ten Statements. Yeah. They're all-encompassing. Mm. Think about you shall not murder. Honor your father and mother. They shall not be to you the God of orders. Or, you know, honor the Sabbath. All right? Yeah. And, and oh, I am the Lord your God. Mm. See, I'm the Lord your God. That's it. One statement. They shall not be to you God of others. Or, you know, um, you know, uh, you shall not, they shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. But the great thing about that I am the Lord your God is it's, it's the one at the top. It's there. It's the and first it, commandment. And everything else hangs from that because That's that right. is the truth. I am the Lord your God mm. and this is how I want you to live. It's the mother of all commandments. That's right. And so... You can understand why people don't take any notice of these things because right. they don't believe God or that there is a God or there's going to be a consequence for anything. That's right. Because they might not see it in their physical life now. Yep. But that is, again, false economy. Yeah. So if you, if you, if you dismiss the first commandment, yeah. if you don't take notice of I am the Lord your God, this is what, can I say this to you? You can. And I think that... The Christian tradition for having read these commandments not with a Jewish mind mm. has also made a huge sort of uh, caused negative consequence because it starts with uh, you shall not, you know, uh, you know, you shall not have another God before me, which start with the assumption that there be other gods to have. Well, instead of saying, I am the Lord your God, there's no other. I am the Lord your God. Yeah. And I am the one who gave you the freedom you have. Therefore, I'll give you the precept by which you can live, enjoy, and maximize this freedom. Yes, exactly. See, I'm the Lord your God who took you out of the land of slavery, out of the land of bondage. Yeah. That is the mother of all commandments. Mm. So in that sense, when, once that one is removed, well, we want to be gods, you know. Well, we want to put his sovereign on in in the in the in the seat of the accused, and we want to render judgment. How dare he say that we can't enjoy that? How dare he say we can't do this? I want to do my own thing. I'm God now, and he must serve me, kind of thing. Mm. So, but look at you see, I was saying that the commandments are really solid statement. Think yeah. from these when you go from do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not covet. You know, it's like do not, do not, do not. They solid statement. We'll be analyzing uh, all of them all the way to the end and you'll see how they are correlated. But when you look at the do not commit adultery, as I said to you, it considers sex in its original meaningful context in a marriage between yeah. man and woman. Yeah. Context very strict. Man and woman married, mm. and it says, "Don't do this outside man and woman married, with another man or with another woman." That's it. Yeah. Because that, if you do it, you have sinned. You've mm. committed hata. Yeah. Okay, hata. Yeah. You committed hata if you do that. Now, that's forbidden. And then there is pesha, which is transgression, uh, which means now when it is deliberate willingness. To do this, to continue, you know, I'd say, for example, the you know going all the way to marrying another woman, you know, polygamy would be you know sort of considered in in the in in the pesha category, because it's still men and women, you know, one man, two women, you know, there's there's no perversion there, 
Perversion is, which is Avon, is when sex is now used outside this strict context. Which is what? For example, this is from, from my reading, perversion is sex before marriage, is Avon. Because mm. the person who is not married is not, there's not even a concept, a point at which they're even allowed to have that. Because that happens only between married couples. So sex before marriage is Avon. So that's 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 not that's not hata that's not pesha that's avon and <laughs> I guess they look no, no I know no but I'm going to come back to something okay. which is which is what's sitting on my face right because right. <laughs> you just said something and I'm going hang on we're going to go back to that bit right yeah. and so uh, and and then you go from there you find the kind of stuff that God said they shouldn't do the things that were havon. The thing that I found, uh, you, you open, because you know, Ten Commandments given in Exodus chapter 20. Mm-hmm. You get in Leviticus, now it's contrasting. It's like, as a nation, now because I've established, see, the Ten Commandments is how to live a life in a nation that is God nation. So he says, I'm the Lord your God. I have no other God. Don't follow the, the other nations. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, do not carry the name of the Lord your God in vain. Honor the Sabbath. Honor your mother and father. Don't murder. Do not uh, commit adultery because it desacralizes the man. It desacralizes the act. It desacralizes the family. It damages the family. Yeah. Now, if you've got many families here, uh, and therefore this is only the only context people can enjoy, can enjoy sexuality, then he starts to say to them uh, in, in Leviticus, he's wanting to say, don't do what all the nations used to do. Let's read Leviticus chapter yeah, 18. Can, can, before you do that, though, I really need to pull you up on this. Yes, because you talked about polygamy and you talked about a man having two wives. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you mean by that? Because it was, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it was almost like you said because the second wife was married, it was okay. They're married. It's not okay. I know, it's, but, it's, 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 but it's, it's still between one man and one woman. It's transgressions and God, you know, looking at the nation of Israel and all their brokenness, to a certain extent, he let them have polygamy, not all the, all, all the other forms. No. It was transgression. He let them have polygamy as part of, he's dealing with these national people that are so still in, in, in the economy of God, taking them back to where it was to be in origin. Remember Jesus said, said according to Genesis 2.24, that a man shall live and live, cleave unto his wife, yeah. one, yeah. and the two shall become one flesh. That's it. He didn't say the three, the four, shall no. become one flesh, no. right? But when you look into the nation of Israel, God let them have, like, think about Abraham. Think about... Well, I mean, David. Hey? Isaac. No, no, before we get there, I'm, I'm starting okay. with the foundation of the nation. Okay, yep. Yep. Think of Jacob. Mm. All his 12 came from the two wives he had. Yeah. Rachel and Leah. Yeah. And Rachel and Leah gave, them, gave him their servants too. Mm. All right? So the nation was born out of that particular setup. So that was not God's perfect will. But you see, that which happened, there was not in a category of Havon. It was, it was Pesha. It was transgressions that God, had, in his permissive will, let them have you know, multiple women. And when, uh, you know, a man will marry many women in that context. And even David ended up having with many women. Uh, and many but those ch- women then didn't have relations with other men. They still had relations. Yeah, yeah, they stay, the one, stay with him. One husband. He was married yeah. to them. Yeah. Because in a, in a, 
cultural context, the men married the woman. Yeah. All right? Women, women don't go marry men. No. Men married women. Yeah. So that's why once he married her, then he marries. And, and so that's why one man could have many wives because he married them. He no. didn't. See, this is why David, when he went with Bathsheba, he didn't marry her. No. Do you remember the Lord even rebuked him and said, if you wanted a woman, I could have given you a woman you could marry. That one was somebody else's wife. Yes. That's why it was adultery. Yes. You wanted, you married them, then they're yours. Yeah. Right? So in that sense, it was not God's perfect will, but it was God's permissive will given that. Okay, so let's then go to yeah, the uh, provisions. Sorry, I did, did distract you. No, 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 no you didn't distract you. You pointed out something that yeah. needed clarifying. yeah. So here, let's read Leviticus. You, you can see the things that God said. They are these ones are havon, they perversions. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, the Lord said to Moses, "Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, i 'I'm the Lord your God. You must you must not do as do the Egyptians, as they do in Egypt, mm. where you used to live. You must not do as they do in the land of Canaan.'" Remember, he yeah. punished the Canaanite for it. Where I am bringing you, do not follow their practices. You must obey my laws and carefully follow my decrees. I am the Lord your God, <laughs> commandment yeah. number one, mother of all commandments, yeah. and keep my decrees and laws for the person who obeys them will live by them. That's why I give you the Ten Commandments. Yeah. I am the Lord. <laughs> Remember the first mother of all commandments. No one is to approach any close relative to have sex with them. That's perversion. Yeah. Incest. Mm-hmm. I am the Lord. Do not dishonor your father by having sexual relations with your mother. No. That's, that's Avon. Mm-hmm. She is your mother. Do not have sexual relations with her. See, we, we understand that. Right now, even in our culture, like, oh, who does that? Because we know that is not all right. That, no. is, a, that, is, that is deviation. That's perversion. Do not have sexual relations with your father's wife. In other words, she may not be your mom, but if she is, because they were in a polygamous culture, if your father is married to her, you are not having relations, sexual relations with her. That would be dishonoring your father. Mm. Basically, uncovering. The, the, the Jewish idiom is uncovering your father's nakedness. Yeah. Do not have sexual relations with your sister, either your father's daughter or your mother's daughter, not a stepsister, stepbrother, whether she was born in the same home or elsewhere. This goes as far as, you know, your father married your mom and she came with another daughter and you two are not really related. They also, they don't have, I'll show you how this, this goes. Do not have sexual relations with your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter. That would be dishonoring you. Do not have sexual relations with the daughter of your father's wife. Born to your father. She's your sister. Yeah. Do not have sexual relations with your father's sister. She is your father's close relative, your auntie. Can't do that. Mm -hmm. Do not have sexual relations with your mother's sister because she is your mother's close relative. She's your auntie. Don't do that. Do not dishonor your father's brother by approaching his wife. Don't go with the wife of your uncle. Mm -hmm. Okay? Uh, To have sexual relations. She's your aunt. Do not have sexual relations with your daughter-in-law. She's your son's wife. Do not have relations with her. Do not have sexual relations with your brother's wife. That would be to dishonor your brother. Do not have sexual relations with both a man and a daughter. Don't do that. Okay? 
do not have sexual relationship with either her son's daughter and her daughter's daughter. They are a close relative. That is wickedness. Do not take your wife's sister as rival wife and have sexual relations with her, her, uh, her while your wife is living. Do not approach, don't, don't marry two sisters. Yeah. <laughs> Do not have sexual relationship with your neighbor's wife and defile yourself with her. Do not give any of your children to be sacrificed to Moloch, for you must not profane the name of the Lord. I am the Lord your God. So let's let's pause there. With verse twenty one, we're still reading these these deviations and these you know havans or perversions. All right. Well, we'll we'll come back and finish this off just after the break. Broken. 
Now, Samuel, you were looking at the passage in the Bible yes, the where God, God goes through the different right. uh, things that you're not allowed to do as part mm-hmm. of um, uh, having uh, intimate relationships with, uh, with people that are in your immediate family. Mm-hmm. And we're at verse, we're in chapter so we, we are in Leviticus chapter 18 and we're reading, uh, we, are, we had read till verse 21. Yep. And so we started from verse 1 because that entire section is basically God talking about things that are, you know, deviation, perversion from, from the, so you've, we've established the boundaries clear, the sexuality is between men and women in a bond of marriage. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. And adultery is crossing men going to another woman when they're married uh, and uh, and uh, women going to another man when they're married. So that between those, those two genders. Yeah. And then anything else outside that uh, is will be fitting. Uh, so adultery is sin uh, and others uh, type of sexual, uh, you know, um, uh, interactions fit either in transgression or iniquity, avon. Yeah. So you've got pesha, chata, pesha, and havon. Yeah, so that's sin, transgression, and iniquity. And iniquity yeah. is perversion. Yeah. Right. You know, it's like the misuse of something. Let me, let me. When we say perversion, because it's, it's it's strong where it's meant to be. It has mm. to. It's like you have an iPhone, right? There's a certain way this iPhone must be used. And if somebody, I've, I've given this, the misuse of this iPhone could be if you found me trying to make a cup of coffee and I, I'm stirring. stirring it with the of course, I'm misusing this device. Yeah. I'm taking it for the use that it was not prescribed to be used for. Yeah. So uh, some, some havons, some deviations are far worse than others, even by just simply the sheer nature of the, 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 the engagement. Well, there's always damage because in the in the iPhone uh, analogy, you damage the phone. That's right. When you go into these other things, you damage yourself. That's right. That's yeah. right. So let let's read because we, we've come to there is this 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 is religion in our culture uh, on the question of the, it's a question of human identity and a question of human sexuality. They've become like sacred cows in yes. this culture. Yes. Don't you dare. So, like, if, if you say anything outside this sexual doctrine, you are a heretic yeah. and you will be done to what they do to heretics. Mm. And so you're like, okay, if you're going to establish some religion in this area, they have some coherent religion, right? Yeah. Well, said, who's God here? And who sets the commandments? And who's, because we're passing even laws. You know, the people in a, in a culture, they're like, well, if you don't adhere to this doctrine, you'll be a heretic and you'll be cast out of the society. Like, right? Yeah. And, and, and all of those laws are now in the minute because people are, are living out a life of sin. That's right. And they've now decided to make... Oh, it's, it's going beyond sin. and it's, fiction truth. It's Pesha, it's Havon. I said Pesha would be like, you know, man and woman, still all right. They married, a man go and marries another woman. So the two two women now in a marriage, he's engaging to say, but I'm married to her. Mm. Uh, but no, God's original design is one man, one woman in a bond of marriage. That's it. Yeah. So God tolerated that kind of transgression with the children of Israel because of the level at which they were. And to bring them back to his original design, this is why when Jesus came, when the question was asked, he went, you know that in the beginning, he made them male and female. And for this reason, one man, one woman shall live and shall cleave unto, and the two, not the three, not the four, the two shall become one flesh. Yeah. 
So God's design for sexuality is in the bond of marriage between man and woman. Full stop. That's it. Yeah. So we were looking through the list of what the Bible terms to be Havon. Okay. Yeah. Now. Verse 21. Verse 21 we read, um, uh, which is do not sacrifice your children to Molech. Yeah. You know what? I, I was thinking about it. Why is he putting there? Because of, the, of course, once you engage sexually and then there's going to be, you know. Children. Children and then Molech which is basically what we do now, the abortion and everything else. All right, let's put that aside, verse 22. Do not have sexual relationship with a man as one does with a woman. Mm. So let, and this is the crunch verse that is the sacred cow in our society, society you know, same-sex sexual relations. Mm. Uh, it says, do not, a man shouldn't have sex with a man as one does with a woman. And that is detestable. Uh, so it's havon, yeah. it's a deviation. Do not have sexual relations with an animal. We know this. Mm. This is, of course, havon. De- defile, don't de- defile yourself with it. A woman must not present herself to an animal to have sexual relations with it. That is perversion. It's havon. Do not defile yourself in any of these ways because this is how the nations that I'm going to drive out before you became defiled. Yes. Yes, exactly. Even the land was defiled because of it. Yeah. So I punished it for its sin. See, it's, it's translated sin here. It's Havon in the, in the original text. It says this, I punished it because of its iniquity. Yeah. And the land vomited out its inhabitant. Because mm. the inhabitant defiled the land. But you must keep my degrees and my laws the native born and the foreigners residing among you must not do any of these avon. Yeah. The translation the testable things. For all these things were done by the people who lived in the land before you, and the land became defiled. Verse 28. If you defile the land, it will vomit you as you meet you out as it vomited out the nations that were before it. Yeah. Everyone who does any of these detestable things, such person must be cut off from their people. Keep my requirement and do not follow any of these detestable customs that were practiced before you came and do not defile yourself with them. I am the Lord. The mother of all commandment, back in, yep. stamp, boom. Yep, so that's the two bookends. That's right. Yes. Now, you, you can see that it's not that we don't understand the concept of Avon and some things that are detestable. Even in this culture right now, where it seems like sexual liberation, everything goes, there are things that are still Avon. They're still frowned upon. Yeah. I mean, the boundary is being pushed. For example, you know, we start to talk about, you know, uh, minor attracted people. Yeah. You know? Uh, Just you changing know. the language to make it sound yeah, acceptable, yeah. but it's uh, not that's right, acceptable. That's right. But right now, there are still things that... Uh, for all our, you know, everything goes sexually. We, we're not, the, the, the sexual doctrine of this culture is not all goes sexually. I mean, we, we would still be frowning if somebody was engaging sexually with their mother or with a father or with their sister, you know. There's still some frowning, right? Yeah. And, and, and so the frowning is still there. What would you say if the, you know, a son-in-law went and engaged with their mother-in-law? Mm. We're frowning. So in other words, we're still saying that's detestable. <laughs> so, but we have decided we're such so God that we like this one. So nobody should say it's detestable. That's how you establish sort of a religion in a culture. Yeah. 
So having looked at the, uh, the let, let me close it to say, when this commandment was given, all these deviations were not in view because God was setting the boundary yeah. of where sexuality must happen. The purpose we've established, sexuality has got the purpose. Number one, a heart. Number two, worship. Number three, pleasure. Number four, procreation. Yeah. And it happens in a context of married men and women to the exclusion of others. And anything else, engagement of a man outside that marriage, it destroys the culture. It destroys the family. We may think that we are, look at us now, we are building a nation of people that have no, like children are literally deliberately cut off from the relationship between of the father and mothers. We're creating surrogacy, you know. Children are up for, for buying. You know, I'll pay you this much money, I'll use your womb as though it was a, a shop, yeah. you know. And, and so the child will not know, you know, have no intimate relationship with a biological parent. And so we are basically destroying society, literally here in front of our eyes, because we don't understand the matter of our command. I am the Lord. If you're going to build a society, you build it on this commandment. That's the only way you can build a society that is God-honoring, God-fearing, and God-lasting. So every other, you know, perversion, sexual sex before marriage, sex with one relative, sex with, you know, you know, one's parent, sex with one's aunt, one, one's uncle, one father-in-law, mother-in-law, sex with one wife's neighbors, you know, all these things are perversions. Sleeping with a man as one sleeps with a woman, sleeps with a woman, you know, you know, a woman sleeping with a man, with another woman as sleeping with a man. Romans chapter one, yeah, you know, makes that, that case because Apostle Paul lays it really nicely uh, in that context. So, do not commit adultery. It was a commandment to forbid the misuse of sexuality to promote the proper use of sexuality within the context God has set it up so that society will be a godly society. Otherwise, you won't have a society left. No. See, the commandments are vertical and horizontal. So we're in the horizontal command. Don't kill any other human beings and do not damage family and damage society on, on your path. Okay. Well, I think that completes our, uh, our two weeks that we've spoken about this particular commandment and we will continue on with the discussion of the commandments with the next one, and, uh, which is, I think, thou shalt not steal. Is that correct? That's right. That's right. And, uh, and so uh, I look forward to having that discussion with you uh, again next week and uh, hopefully our listeners will be able to connect in with us as well. Anything that you have missed, you can go to the podcasts on uh, Life FM's webpage and you can have a listen to the whole series from the beginning until where we are now. That's right. Um, and, uh, and we look forward to catching up with everybody again next week and uh, we hope that you've been blessed. Amen. Amen.